everybody. Welcome to Finding Love. I'm Nancy Bruce. Today, I want to talk about something that I bet many of you are going to be able to relate to, especially if you are in the middle of life. And that is called dwelling in the past. I am a professional dweller of the past. I have spent hundreds, if not thousands of hours ruminating on things I have done, patterns that I have been in the middle of, ruts that I have gotten myself into. And I think we all have that tendency to some extent or another, that we look to the past and we don't just allow it to inform our present and and our future. We sort of allow it to shape our mindset and hinder our expectations. You know, I feel like definitely I have approached love and dating and relationships in ways that were self-sabotaging, in ways that I knew were not in my best interest, but I did it anyway because it felt familiar. And and maybe you can relate to that, that things that you have done before seem like, well, that's who I am. That's how I've always done it. And I feel like that's one of the, the fastest ways to tell yourself a story of I'll never find love. It's too late for me. I'm too old. There's nobody out there for me. I've I've dated so many times. I've dated so many men. I've I've tried so many different ways and none of it's worked, so it never will work. And you know, that story is a self-sabotaging story. Obviously, it's going to stop you in your tracks. It's going to completely completely prevent you from moving forward. But I get it. I understand why we do that. We dwell in the past because that's where all our stories are. Everything that's happened to you so far is in your past. And so you 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 look back and you think, well, what about when that happened? And what about that person? And what about what he said to me there? And what about the way I acted then? And we think that's who we are. But you know, let me be the one voice you hear today that says you can change all that. We change things all the time about ourselves. And when you have something that you want to create in your life, something new, something that's not there, and you want to you want to create an, a new way of being, you change your behavior so that it moves you closer to that goal. I mean, that is what achieving a goal is all about, right? I mean, for example, I have never been a person who has ever exercised consistently. I've tried a bunch of things. I did a bunch of different exercise programs, class workouts. I've done personal trainers in three different cities. And only recently in the last nine months have I been super consistent about weight training three times a week, walking three or four miles every day, being super mindful about what I eat because I have health and fitness goals. But I'm surprising myself is the point. Like I'm really proud of myself because this is never the way I've been in the past. Now here I am 59 years old, about to turn 60 in a few months, and I'm the most the most health conscious and fitness conscious that I've ever been. I had no imagination that this would happen for me. Like I, 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 I'm as surprised as anybody else. So it's, it's true that you can change and especially when you want to create something new in your life. And definitely that's true of finding a new and different kind of love story for yourself. Dwelling in the past is just a way of, of staying stuck is just a way of staying in your rut. It might feel familiar. It might even feel comforting because you know those stories. Those stories feel like you because you were there. But you can surprise yourself and you can break out of those cycles and break out of those patterns and try something new. 
And I'm here to tell you that's that is exactly what you're going to have to do if you want to find a new kind of love and write a new kind of love story for yourself in the middle of life. You are going to have to bust out of some patterns and break free of some of those cycles that you've put yourself in. It can be done. And it's, I think, really exciting that you are at this point, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to find love, it's really exciting and it's really brave to say, you know what? I want to create something something new in my life. I want to bring that in. I'm, I'm ready to do the work to bring it in. I think that's exciting and it's fun. I mean, new projects are always fun, right? So here's something that you know, when it, when it comes to not dwelling in the past and when it comes to breaking, breaking free of old patterns, here's something that I hear a lot when people, um, women in the middle of life start dating again, they say, you know, I'm just not feeling it. I'm just not feeling, I, I don't really know if I feel this guy. I'm not really feeling it. Well, here's my question. What is it that you want to feel? Have you asked yourself that? Like, what is it that you want to feel? Do you want to feel butterflies and lightning bolts and swept off your feet? Or do you want to feel something new and different? Because again, we're breaking old patterns and we're asking ourselves to explore new territory, internally new territory. So what is it you really want to feel? Now, I was absolutely a person who believed that love felt like Woohoo, a roller coaster ride. Like that, that feeling of that, that thrill, that rush of excitement, that like almost scariness, right? That, that was what it felt like. And so when I met David, you know, at first I, I realized that he wasn't even somebody that I would have considered dating because he was so calm. And so, you know, he's quieter and he's a, a really good, deep listener and, and he's very attentive and he's, and he's always thinking about what we're going to do next, but he wasn't the big bombastic personality that I was used to. And thank goodness, thank goodness, I say to myself and the universe and whoever was watching over me, thank goodness that I had the presence of mind to not discount him, to not say, ugh, I'm not feeling it with this guy. Nah. It doesn't feel romantic. I'm just not feeling it. Well, guess what? It didn't feel romantic on date one. I would argue, nor should it. You know, Bella Gandhi, who I mentioned before, she's the founder of the Smart Dating Academy in Chicago, and she helped me so much on my on my initial journey, on my path to finding love. And this was years ago, and she gave me this really, really important piece of advice. She said, all that a first date should be is an indicator that you would like to see this person again. You know, not that you're rushing off to the wedding chapel, right? You are not picking out wedding dresses after the first date. You just, it was nice enough and it was interesting enough that you would, yes, I would like to see him again. That's all a first date should be. And those feelings of butterflies and upheaval, those are actually not indicators of a strong foundation. Now, look, here. here's the caveat. If, if you found your person... And it was bells and whistles right off the bat, you know, good for you. And if that's your love story, that's great. What I'm saying is don't discount people because you aren't swept away right off the bat. Don't discount yourself if you're not responding in like some romantic or super duper attracted way to somebody, but he still feels like somebody who is interesting and he makes you laugh and you're having fun together. That's enough for a second date and a third date. And let that love story unfold slowly. Because here we are in the middle of life, right? 
We're not in our 20s. We're in the middle of life. And when you're in the middle of life, there are some great advantages to dating and, and meeting new people. You know what you like. You know who you like. You know what you want your life to feel like and look like. You know the way you want your future to unfold to some extent. You have an idea about where you are sort of in your own personal journey and and how you would like to continue to grow. You have some self-awareness is what I'm saying. You have some self-knowledge. And so you can look at people and assess them for, okay, what they're going to bring to the table and and how they're going to add value to your life. And it's not necessarily a big woohoo roller coaster ride of romance and fun right off the bat, but maybe this person helps you feel grounded. Maybe this person helps you feel safe and secure and happy. Maybe this person helps you feel adored and cherished and valued. I can tell you that, you know, in my marriage, what I have that I never had was somebody who makes me feel very, very cherished, adored, safe and happy and sane. I mean, there's like, sometimes the wrong kind of love can be a form of insanity. And when you have a love that feels very comforting and like it's holding you in its arms, you feel so grounded and so much like the version of yourself that you want to be. So that's a good question to ask yourself, you know, not, am I feeling it, but who do I want to be in this relationship? How can I envision myself in this relationship? What is this person bringing into my life and how could I contribute to his life and who could I be here? When I was dating David, I definitely had that sense of, wow, this is a person who I can imagine being in a partnership with because I like this version of myself, the person I am when I'm with him. I'm not frantically wondering, you know, if he likes me. I'm not I'm not trying on different versions of my personality to impress him. I'm not being untrue to myself. I'm being authentically me. I'm absolutely being every part of myself and he's loving all of it. And I felt like, wow, wow, you know, have I actually met somebody who I can be myself around? That is amazing. So that's the thing that, uh, you know, don't dwell in the past is the first piece of advice. Don't let your old stories shape and impact your, your present stories and your future stories. Yes, you can look back and you can say, I learned some things there and I would behave differently here. Great. Let your past inform some of your decision-making, but don't let it shape you and don't let it mire you down. You are not your past. You're changing all the time. And you have the power to change the trajectory of your life anytime you want to. So dwelling in the past and dwelling in old stories is just going to keep you stuck. And instead of asking yourself, you know, oh, is he going to knock my socks off? Ask yourself, how does this really make me feel? you know, how do I feel right now? And, and, and who am I in this relationship and who could I be? I feel like one of the problems with dating in midlife, one of the benefits is you know who you are. As I said, one of the problems though, is that sometimes we feel like there's a scarcity, right? And I think that that's part of getting older, part of just realizing that you've you've had a lot of life experiences and you've got, you've got more years to walk down this road, but you are aware of you know your own mortality you're you're aware of of your lifespan and you start to approach finding someone and finding love in the middle of life like oh my gosh there's not that many men out there 
and I better meet somebody really fast. And you, you have a scarcity mindset. And that is just another way to self-sabotage, right? The scarcity mindset and thinking that, you know, you're not going to find your true love. And if anybody expresses any interest in you at all, you better glom onto them because it might be your last best hope. You know, those things aren't true either. Dating in the middle of life is an opportunity for you to really unfurl your own wings and assess not only the person you're dating, but assess yourself. How do I feel? Does this make me feel good? Do I feel comfortable and at ease with this person? Do I get a sense that he's really interested in me? Great. That's enough for another date. And if you're not feeling it, because I do believe that dating, no matter what age you are, I do believe that it's a a very intuitive process and you do have to trust your gut. And if you're really, really not feeling it, then you're not feeling it and you can go your separate ways. But also listen to your intuition and listen to what it's telling you. You know, are you finding out something new about yourself in this interaction? Are you glomming onto old patterns and old habits and in an old rut, or are you willing to break free and try something new? In a way, you know, dating in the middle of life is one of the most healing things you can do if you choose to look at it that way. And I really encourage you to look at it that way. I encourage you to find any positive way you can to look at it because it's very, very easy to tell yourself a story of like, oh, this is terrible. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to meet new people. I don't like making small talk. Oh, I'm scared. It's really easy to, to tell yourself those stories, but look at it instead as a way of saying to yourself, wow, how different could I be in this moment? How much could I grow? What authentic version of myself could I let loose here? And how does this person make me feel, not only about him, but about me, right? It's not what he looks like. It's not where he lives, not much mon- how much money he makes. It's not if he's the life of the party. It's how he makes you feel and who you see yourself being in this relationship. So it's an opportunity for growth, right? I mean, that's really what love is. Love is absolutely all about growth. And it's all about healing. And it's all about becoming the version of yourself that you want to be. And I feel like if you're in the middle of life and you are looking for love and looking for true love, and either you've never had it, or you had it and lost it, or you had it and it concluded in some way, you know, but you want it again, what you're really asking for, and I do believe this, is you're asking for some form of healing. You're asking for some form of personal growth. It's not just, oh, I don't want to be alone. It's not just that. It's it's that you're yearning for more in your life. You're yearning for something bigger and more expansive. And so if you look at it that way, then you're going to look at the people who who come who you come across in your dating journey, you're going to look at them with a lot of interest, with a lot of kindness, with a lot of grace, right? And and let's not forget one, one more thing. When you're dating, everybody's nervous. Everybody's trying to tell their best stories and put their best selves forward. Sometimes we say dopey things. Sometimes I say dopey things. You know, be kind and be a little forgiving. Let's be be a little forgiving of each other and let's have a little grace with each other and know that, you know, this is a new person and they may have said something silly or goofy and gone home and beat themselves up about it for three hours. So 
if there are things that you like about this person, don't discount them. I will tell you that I have definitely dated that way with making snap judgments, right? Like the guy says, one thing I don't like, and I'm like, check, please. I'm out of here. And, you know, and I, and I regret those moments. I mean, I don't really have any regrets because here I am in a true love marriage and I'm so blissfully happy. So whatever got me here was the right thing. But what I'm saying is I look back on that and think I could have been, I could have been more um, forgiving in those moments. I, I, I maybe discounted people and dismissed them too quickly. So if you see yourself in that kind of story, if you, if you are listening to me say that and say, and you're saying to yourself, yeah, I do that. And if you're still looking for love, I would just suggest, you know, maybe taking it a little slower and maybe giving everybody a little more leeway and knowing that we're all nervous when we're out there meeting someone new for the first time. Even if, even if you or he is putting on an act that you're not nervous at all, believe me, and you know this, you are. Everyone's a little bit nervous. It's a little bit nerve wracking. And so this notion of I'm not feeling it yet, he didn't bowl me over, give it time and give yourself time to see who you really want to be in this relationship with this potential person and in any relationship where love is is a possibility it's worth it i mean the stakes are high and and you want to find love and you can find love but you know staying trapped in old patterns dwelling in the past worrying about being bowled over in the first 5 minutes all of those things are just self sabotaging moves and you've done them before you know, you know how that turns out. So try something new. Try something new. Date with some mindfulness, with a strategy that will help you go on not three and four dates, but 10 to 20 dates and really give yourself a fighting chance to find love. That's all for this time. I will talk to you soon. This is Finding Love. Bye. Bye.